how did this get started? We're talking yeah, about relationships. Say, like, we're... This started with, well, we had a conversation about this. Relationships in a very broad context. Yeah. We were talking so, about specifically know. monogamy and the expectation of monogamy in relationships or the hierarchy of relationships. Why is there a hierarchy of relationships? Like, like why certain your... relationships are more important than others, you mean? Right. Like, why is okay. your spouse more important than your best friend on a hierarchical, for example? You know what I mean? Like, how that's how most people kind of see right. it is like, Oh, I see. Or like, or you, or like, blood family versus non-blood. Like, there's always like the thought that like even their family, so you should always stick up for them. But like, why is that the case? So that's the that's the overarching theme. This started because on Love Is Blind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that show. Mm -hmm. Have you seen it, Alex? Where. I've, I've seen little pieces of it. I haven't seen a whole okay. full episode. Okay. Well, you, but you're you're at least aware. Yeah, you're I'm aware, aware of yeah. what. Okay. okay. Yeah, the conceptual framework. So yeah. it is wonderful. It is it is this like beautiful microcosm of society that allows for like the best research. Like I'm telling you. It's better than mm-hmm. a guy. Social, social experiments. It is a social oh, yeah. experiment. It's so oh, yeah. to the highest so degree. Much. So I am addicted. I cannot get enough of it, and I love it. And on Love is Blind, everybody says, this is the day I've been waiting for my whole life, and this is the person I've been waiting for my whole life, and this moment is finally here. And they they really believe it. I can see that they believe it. Like, I can see wholeheartedly in their bodies that they believe it. People and are I crying. People are crying, crying seeing this stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Like, like so emotional. Like, like no disrespect, but I don't feel that way. I've never like. What do you mean you've been waiting your whole goddamn life? I love like, you, Daddy. That's it? <laughs> right? I love you, but like, what? Like, no, I have not been like searching forever for one person and like have an idea. Like, like, like I like my like a like a, to be dreaming of a wedding. But the dream of, like, a type of person, though, like, how many people on that show, because, right, the whole premise for listeners that may not have seen the show, the whole premise is that they bring together a whole group of people, and then they put them in, like, pods, they call them, so then they go on, like, blind dates, basically, but actually blind, you never see the other person you're talking to, you're sitting in a room, there's a wall, and then there's another person in a room, like next to you basically so you're basically just sitting there talking to a wall you can hear each other's voices but you can't ever see the other person you're talking to so the whole premise mm-hmm. of the show is that you're supposed to be matching up and finding a partner that you're going to propose to inside of what are they there for two weeks so you get two weeks to try and find somebody that you're going to match up with and then which conversation also Aaron, yeah and i mean Aaron and i also too are always like when are they going to have a gay season but whatever it's fine so it's it's always just (laughs) couples yeah it's always hetero couples and they're always pairing up you know whatever so then like at the end of two weeks it's whoever the sexiest hetero literally the hottest the hottest people ever ever i'm like like, this is not this is everybody everybody looks great in like a fucking thong bikini like that's just not reality it's I'm just skinny not as fuck, and, <laughs> but I've had a kid. You know what I mean? Like nobody's body looks like fucking anything that's real. 
And no. they're all magnificent specimens of humans. Very, very much so. Very much so. <laughs> but as they're like having these conversations. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, you know, they're they're not supposed to be seeing the other person. And then they have this like big reveal moment where like, you know, after they've like been engaged officially, then they're like meeting each other. It's a super dramatic thing. Like they can't see each other. And then they just like meet down a hallway. And it's like they're both at opposite ends of the hallway. And then the, you know, doors open and they can finally see the person. And then they're like, oh, my God. Ah. And then they jump cut to, you know, them being interviewed about, like, you know, how did you feel when you first saw the person? Were they what you expected? And, like, invariably, because I've seen all three seasons, Aaron is very <laughs> obsessed with the show as well. And, you know, we, we've watched all three seasons. And every single season, there is at least one, if not more than one person that's always, like, well, you know, this other person I was talking to is more like, you know, the depiction of like the person that I actually like and that I would actually prefer going out with. Like all of these people have made like the premise of the show is like, can you make a deep emotional connection that can transcend physical like issues, you know, other issues, societal issues, you know, religious, like race, everything. Yeah. Can you make a deep emotional connection that can transcend all of these issues that you have or may run across Nine times out of ten, I'm pretty sure there's only. Well, where are you guys? We're done. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. Are you done? Okay. There's only yeah. two couples, two or three couples that are still from two. the show from the first two seasons. Out of three seasons, now I'm pretty sure every single season they have at least what five or six couples. There's only mm-hmm. been two couples that have actually stayed married, stayed together, and they're they're still together right now. Like, invariably, it, I don't know, in my opinion, and this is probably just the cynic in me, it seems like this is not working, and this is not, (laughs) (laughs) their experiment is not working, so maybe it's time to rethink something, but whichever, you know, they always end up like, well, this isn't the person that I thought that I was going to be with. Like, everybody's already built up a picture in their head of somebody that they're going to be with, and it always ties to physicality, always. That's the, so the best part is they have a, like a, they all meet so they all like get decide to get engaged That's right, yeah. and then they all go on a honeymoon together so oh, they the all meet together. all the people <laughs> and then it becomes a community experiment but that be- the best the best episode of every fucking season is when they all see each other and they're like, well, I mean, it really was the top two. There really were top two. I really did like the girl with the really big boobs over there. Now that I see her boobs, because I felt like she had boobs through the wall. So I like, I like know that she had boobs through the wall. Now that I see the boobs. I'm pretty sure one person actually said that too this season. Like, I'm pretty sure that's almost exactly verbatim what they said. I wonder, okay, so there's a a show similar to that. It's, it's in Spanish. I forget the name of it. It's very similar, but the people are not like supermodels or anything like that. Um, and they're behind walls and they talk to each other and they have like an interview, a, a series of questions. And the it's one person looking for their match, right? Um, so they'll bring down, blindly bring down people looking to match, even from the audience. Um, and so they'll keep going and going until this one person decides, okay, I really want to go on a date with whoever is on the other side of the wall, because I like the conversation, the questions that were answered. And those seem to work out a lot better than the premise of this one, which is kind of like a re- refactored version of The Bachelor in a weird way. <laughs> it's, like, it's like The Bachelor and The Married at First Sight, because like the first mm-hmm. three episodes are like this actual experiment piece. The rest of the season is when they're actually like 
Now they're engaged. Then they have to go move into this like random <clears throat> apartment. They don't even move into each other's spaces, but they like share like a neutral zone basically. And then they live with each other until they're supposed to get married. And it's supposed to be like what, five or six weeks in between like when they meet each other or something and then they're actually getting married. So it's like kind of a mashup of those two types of shows, but it's like, Mm-hmm. None of this is working, so maybe let's rethink it. I don't know. But it's also well, kind of like the real world, because they all yes. live in the same apartment building Yeah, because they all live like, in the same complex. <laughs> and they do stuff. Like, like they regularly yeah. go out as, like, yeah. the girls from the group and the guys from the group, or, like, as couples. And, and they all go on their bachelor and bachelorette parties, too. Mm-hmm. Like, together. So it adds, like, like, a whole other layer of, like, community, like, interaction. I'm telling you, it's so fascinating. It's so fascinating. Oh, yeah. And not because it's so easy to see shit for other people. So I think when you watch stuff like that, if you can also be introspective and see like the how you reflect those same patterns, because they're all like mm-hmm. basically an archetype. Mm-hmm. And so you're That's seeing true. how the different like ed- exaggerated archetypes. Yeah. And so you're seeing what the exaggerated effect of an archetype looks like on TV and you're like, oh damn, I've said something kind of like that before. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like the asshole who I right. think this person to be. You know, or you know what I mean? Like it gives you like a little flip perspective. So it's yeah. fascinating. And There's, but also I don't understand how you've been waiting for one person your whole life. And I feel like life. that's a problem. And I feel like you would be sad and I'm sorry that people feel that way. Right. Because just think about that, too. And like Aaron and we've talked about very similar things, especially when watching shows like this, because it's, you know, this show, we don't watch The Bachelor or anything like that. But um, Love is Blind, Temptation Island on USA. She loves that one. And I'm like, this is terrible. I hate this show so much. I'm like a burning passion. <laughs> but I'm like, you love it. So we're watching it. It's all good. But those types of like those types of shows, right? And they they all have the same kind of idea. Like you know, if you haven't seen Temptation Island, like you show up to this island with your person that you've been with in most cases for quite some time, mm. and it's like you just songs. haven't gotten married yet. And you know, it's like okay, well, we're not really sure if we like should be together, so we're gonna go to this island where we know that there are like a lot of really hot other couples and like the producers purposely pick people that like they know would probably be a better match than the person that they're with. And then the whole premise is like, okay, you're not with your person. You're split up into different houses. So the guys go on one side and the girls go on the other. And then they have other, other people, other singles that come in that are like trying to like actively date these people. So it's like, hey, oh, are you going to leave the island with the person you came with? Are you going to leave by yourself? Or are you going to leave with somebody else that you met here? And like, that's the whole premise of that show. And it's like all of these shows, though, they all are predicated on the principle that you have one person that you're supposed to be with and just one match and that's it. And if you're not with that person already, then maybe <clears throat> it's out there somewhere else. It's like, what is this narrative that we keep telling ourselves? Like, where does that, where does a bunch that of from? fucking people? Mm. And I don't necessarily mean like polygamy. Mm-mm. But different let's all people have for each season 15 husbands. And like different people for different things. Like, right. he doesn't have to fucking want to do everything I want to do or like everything I want to like. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. there's like a network of humans. Mm hmm. Friends that are needed family. to like, <laughs> to, to like fully support you as a human. And yeah. I don't think we really do that anymore. No, we don't. No. That is Especially true. now. Especially now. 
Like, yeah, okay, we're we're more social than ever before. We have social media and we have the internet, but like you're not physically meeting people anymore. And yeah, okay, like I mean, take all of us for example. Like we've never actually met in person, which mm -hmm. I mean is totally fine because we're, we're all cool with it. But like at one point we all know that but we will. But so also it's not like isn't it's that fucking weird? Right? Isn't that fucking weird? But how close we all are without ever meeting each other in person physically. Right. Interesting. But, well, mm, mm. <laughs> but, well for me, I just recently met like a huge group of people that I only met online and meeting them in person, I'm like, oh my God, that's not what I expected, but they're so much better in person. Like, holy shit. Um, so that was, you know, really interesting to that's interesting. actually like go through. Um, yeah. But I think I feel like there's something within this topic that we're like etching around, but not quite like got it in yet. And I think it has somewhere to do with like, why are we, are we taught? Are we societally as a society, just uh, isolating ourselves in some weird way where we're not necessarily branching out and actually creating connections anymore because there, there is definitely something to, to be said about community, right? The like you need a community of, of humans around you to well for each other, right? Um, not just the you know I'm gonna say the one person that you're married with or dating at the time, but um, I wonder if that that sense of community and and people is what causes the rifts between people who choose each other. So that's basically what I we're was doing just choosing someone to just, you know, hang out with all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's it. Cause I was, that perspective had never occurred to me before. Like, I just feel like clearly something about the monogamous or like single life partner model that we're following doesn't really seem to be working based on the divorce rate divorce rates <clears throat> yeah <laughs> it doesn't you know what i mean like it doesn't seem like it's quite effective for like like it seems like it's like we're working against something mm -hmm. like for most people that model doesn't work so then why are, are we like championing that model as what's normal when i really don't think that is what's normal at all anywhere every like and every contestant on the show is like i've never had a real example of love before because Scary. my parents are divorced and their parents are divorced and so I don't know what love even means right I think because this, this so, topic is like, so broad though like there's like two there's two uh -huh. aspects of it right like the community and kind of like those types of partnerships but then also like romantic partnerships so I think like right for discussion's sake like maybe let's tackle the relationship aspect because that's kind of like where we're going into uh -huh. like just at least for now, like we'll start going right. up to the other one, but that might help with and like, I, trying to discuss it. Yeah. And I think, but like, I think what Alex said is like, it, like important because maybe it is this lack of community that leads to the, you know what I mean? Like maybe monogamy wouldn't be that hard in terms of like a life partner, a life partner relationship wouldn't be that hard if you have adequate community. Um, and I'm just but so like when you, I, I would say that 
I know a lot of people who go into a relationship and they just stop talking to their friends and family completely, entirely. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, do they even have friends? Like, I remember growing up and I'm like, Matt, what? who's my dad's friends? You know, like, who are those people? And like, uh, later on in life, I see a couple of people show up and I guess those are my dad's friends. I don't know. But it's not like a Mm -hmm. reoccurring thing where they go and hang out. If at all ever, uh-huh. why? Or right. the same thing with my own mom. She, but she would hang out with her own families because they were right there. However, she didn't. Ha- she didn't have friends either that she would hang out with. So, like, what's up with that? <laughs> right. It's like completely. And so then this the the. So to me, there's this placement of a hierarchy mm-hmm. where marriage is this thing. And this relationship that's like more important than any other relationship in the whole world. The most important relationship you could have is a marriage. I'd be willing to guess has something to do with Christianity, but I mean, I'm sure it was happening before that. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's roots. Mm. These things always go back way, way, way further. But I think the patriarchal version of marriage where your wife was like your property and mm-hmm. um, like you could vote, like you got an extra vote because you got to vote for that chick who cooks for you. And <laughs> <laughs> so there were, there was like a, there was a winning party. There was a winning party in the institution of marriage as we know it today. Like, like marriage is really a business and initially, it was really like to was help it? you get ahead. Yeah, I don't mean, forget the dowry though, too. Like that you get from her family, like right, sweeten the deal. Right, like yes, suppose like yes, it's a very it's a religious ceremony. So you, it's the church and God are consecrating this marriage or what have you however there's like all this money that comes with a wife there's extra rights because you have a wife there's fucking tax breaks because you have a wife there's all of these things that make marriage like political and legal and financial and it's like a fucking it's like a business capitalistic right And so there are people like there is a there is a profit to be had from marriage being the most important thing. I mean, even on a very basic level, like you know how much people pay for these fucking things? People take out fucking mortgages on houses and like what? You know what I could do with like fifty thousand dollars? Fuck if I'm gonna spend it on a bunch of alcohol for my family to drink. No way. (laughs) No. Like are you BYOB man? Are you out of your goddamn mind? No. I shall not. And well, then the other sense of it, too, is that, like, the only, like, like health insurance. Like, you have to be married to, like, have somebody on your health insurance. But that marriage can happen in less than 24 hours and end in less than 24 hours. But so, like, the actual, like, having a wedding is a business. Like, being married is this. So there's all of this. So if... If we don't all want to search for one person our whole lives, then, like, think of the fucking industry shakeup we have. Well, and you think, think too, and this is kind of been dancing around my brain for a second, but 
the the idea that we have with children, right? Like, because trying to think about like where is this being ingrained? Like, where is this like, you know? So you've got your family, maybe that maybe you have the perfect vision of parenthood because your parents never got divorced, but then, you know, maybe somebody else has, you know, like you were saying me, like, oh, my parents have always gotten, you know, everybody in my family has been divorced or something like that. So I don't know what love means. But then here comes society with like Disney and other, I mean, Disney is like the the most egregious example of this, but mm-hmm. you know, then, then you have like, it even continues through, right? Like, cause then we have shows like the bachelor bachelorette, we have shows like Love is Blind. We have shows like Temptation Island or whatever. We have all these shows that then continue to, like, <laughs> <laughs> continue to, you know, adopt and, like, spread the idea that there is, like, a prince or princess charming. And, like, mm-hmm. this is, you know, you're only supposed to have one person and it's all fairy tale. What are you guys <laughs> laughing about over there? What is it? I think share with, share with should, the class. I think I think that Dee should share her perspective on this with us because I think is it different the way yes I, I share know, it, because I think no but I think it's valuable to hear because I think especially for myself especially in the energetic space I'm in right now it comes off as like my philosophy can come off as though like well if we all just handled things this way it would be better but that's from like a long like a lot of thought and a lot of contemplation of different things but explain like how you initially felt for though right like we're all supposed to be sharing Mm -hmm. different perspectives so you have a different Mm -hmm. one sure let's hear so i mean it's shifted i mean obviously like when i first went into this relationship like so i was previously engaged so obviously i at one point i was planning on for the big wedding day blah 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 Clearly, Mind that, you, that did not work who out. does not actually know me personally, I have been engaged and I broke it off and I was married once and I got divorced. And now I live with D. <laughs> so, so anyway, so I think when I had gotten into this relationship, like originally we had talked and said I, like about getting married mm-hmm. and doing all the things. And you kind of went along with it for a while. Mm-hmm. And then was like, no, I don't think so. Like, because we actually got to the point where we were, we went and we're actually looking at engagement rings. I do like jewelry, I will say. (laughs) So I do like that tradition. (laughs) I do. The, the, so I, that, that did seem, you've almost Mm -hmm. got me there. there. Mm -hmm. Because it was like, really, we had the budget for some, for like a fucking, bomb ass ring and I can't like something that shiny is very hard for me to walk away from anyway right so yeah so that was so we had gotten to that point and then we had just there was just like a lot going on like we were at one point talking about building a house and everything too so it was just like a lot so she was like no no we're not doing anything um we're gonna sit still so then like re more recently when I've like brought it up in a more joking manner this is now when the conversations have started around like, no, like, why does it matter? And like, really, it sh- as far as like, why does getting married matter? And like, really, what does it change about a relationship and how it works? It really doesn't like for most people, it doesn't change anything. Or does it because there's this added pressure? of Right. Or that. But like today in today's day and age, and that maybe this wasn't 
accurate 30, 40 years ago, like when our parents, for instance, got married. But most people these days live together before they even get married. So the concept of like, you're not having sex with somebody before you get married. You're not sleeping in the same bed. You're not living with them. Like all these things, like like most people are doing all of those things before getting married. And so when you get married, what does it change other than being a piece of paper? Nothing. But it does change things for things like I, we previously said earlier, health insurance. Like you can't get health insurance if you're just, you can, if you're just living with somebody in a domestic partnership, but then you have to you have to give prove, like you have multiple to types yeah. of documentation that like what you have to be on a mortgage. You have to have all these financial dependence upon each other to prove, which I understand. But also there's married couples who completely do not have their finances together. Mm-hmm. So like there's no, there's no commonality in all of it. And so on that aspect of it, it doesn't really matter it doesn't make a difference to me. For me, I think it was just more of like, for me, I think it was something that was, it's was so like societally ingrained into me because like when I, to the point when I got engaged, all of my friends at the time in my inner circle were all doing the same thing. So like, it was just wedding after wedding, after engagement, after engagement, and then not moving on to the kid phase of it all. And so you're like, okay, yeah, so this is what I should do. I mean, and the thought of a big party also sounds wonderful to me. I would spend money on that. You would. So, I don't know. So, like, I, and I, I understand her perspective, and I've kind of come around to it more. The, like, aspect of, like, the one partner forever. Like, I, I kind of get behind, like, you could find your one person. That could be yours. I do also understand that those circumstances can change. So like right now I could say like, this is my person forever. But as we've talked about before, like if we don't both don't continue to grow in the same direction, then there's the potentiality that that won't work. And if we're married or not, what does that matter? It just makes it a little harder if you're married and it costs a little bit more and takes longer to officially break it up. But there's still no, doesn't really stop people. I don't think from ending relationships just makes them a little bit more sticky, but I think is, as far as like, I, I feel, I get a little bit more like feeling when I hear things like you can't find that one person, but I also have now come around to think that like that one person should not serve everything that you need. I was just like, they're going to serve a lot of those things that you need. They're going to understand you the most, probably out of a lot of people, but like that person shouldn't be your therapist. That person shouldn't be your, you know, this or like, that's what your friends are for or an actual therapist is for. But so like, and, and, but then not placing that relationship on the pedestal, like, so that it is just as important to be with those other people who do those other things for you than it is. And like, that's okay. That doesn't yeah. mean that you don't want to be around somebody or, or anything, but yeah. So that's like that kind too. of how my perspective has sh- is shifted. And it's hard for me mm-hmm. to fully embody at times because it's, some of it's very triggering for me from like, uh, past life, life abandonment things. component of things. So that is a, is a shift that I've had to make 
as far as it not being a trigger for me and understanding that like what doesn't matter like if you look back at every other relationship you were in and you're like this is the one and if it ends it's going to be the worst thing of my life and then you're like here I am and I'm fine (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't die and we're okay yeah right like right now I would say if like we broke up it might be the worst thing of my life and I would never make it again but like my record prior to now is pretty good so like (laughs) you get through it right emphasis of all this like religious and societal connotations on what it is to get married is what bogs and confuses things because really at the end of the day it's whatever you and the other person want to make it to be and it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks or what everybody else wants to practice yeah there are traditions but Traditions doesn't truly actually define the, if you would want to go into some sort of union of what that may mean for the individuals going through those phases, right? Um, exactly. I remember like when I did, because I did have kind of a, a large party, I'm Hispanic, I like parties. <laughs> I didn't do the, the route where you have like a, what do you call it? The person that talks, the priest person. The officiant? The officiant. Yeah, my officiant was like my best friend from like pre-K. I just called him up, was like, hey, do you want to talk about blah, blah, blah? And he's like, yeah, let me do it. Okay. Or, you know, already I made it in a way that was special to me and made absolutely no sense to everybody else. And I didn't give a shit. Um, And I think that's... (laughs) As well, you shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I shouldn't give a shit. Like, okay. I had... um, What other weird thing that we did? Uh, my sister said a poem from Velveteen Rabbit at the beginning of everything. And I was like, okay. I love that story. And then um, well, instead of like piano music, you know, like, it's like, man, uh, yeah. pick some other music. Um, I think my friend picked some jazz, some old jazz man that I had never heard of before. I was like, all right, let's go with that. So, you know, yeah, people got pissed. Like, a lot of my family members were like, where's the priest? Why is it this in the Catholic Church? And my mom's like, well, I don't know. And I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you come here for the party. Don't worry about right. everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, like, that's what also, that- like you said, like, why does everybody care? Mm-hmm. Why does it matter yeah. to that? It's not their wedding. But that's what no. I did. The societal, like... It's, it's like, that's what I, the pedestal, like the pedestalizing mm-hmm. of like, it's made, it's this whole thing and everybody mm-hmm. waits for their daughter and their granddaughter to get married. Just like they waited for themselves to get married. And then we're all just living our lives for one day. One day. I mean, yeah. like so much so too, that like when my ex and I broke up, cause we were together for a really long time. So my whole family, I'm pretty sure just assumed that we were going to get married my grandma, after we broke up at some point, was like, yeah, and this is the outfit that I would have worn if you guys had gotten me. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what? Like, what do you <laughs> Okay, shit, grandma. Like, you know, but very, like, very traditionally Catholic, like, very, like, you know, religious, you know. I, I know there were people that would have been, like, very upset and pissed if I didn't have them in a church. But I've also grown up, like, if I ever get married, it's never going to be in a church. Like, just so everybody's clear. Like, we're all on that same page. Like, it's not happening in church. Like, I'm going out in the woods or, you know, on a beach. Like, it's not happening. But, yeah. you know, just like you that guys were saying, great. like, it just keeps, you know, changing 
you know, as, as we grow. There, there was something too I wanted to kind of talk about just because obviously our backgrounds in energetics and spirit and things like that. But I think it's really important too to remember that we have other people like Dee was saying, and like we've kind of been talking about a little bit, you know, there are other people that fill a certain aspect of, you know, our cup that we need, you know, whatever. But, you know, you can have multiple twin flames at the same time mm-hmm. throughout your life. You can have multiple soul partners throughout your life at the same time. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the person that you're actually like, you know, in a romantic relationship and, with. Right. And that's another right. thing. And the concept of like, but right. in the spiritual world, mm-hmm. talk about a fucking twin flame. Ooh. My twin flame is my son. I'll yeah. be goddamned if you can find a motherfucking thing on a twin flame who is not in a sexual relationship with you on Ooh. anywhere on the internet. It's they're only romantic. Twin flame. Only romantic. romantic. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's yep. weird. Too. I think that's really bizarre that. That's what the only thing that people talk about when it comes to that terminology. Um, mm-hmm. But I just also want to add, uh, Mia, that reminded me with the SRT session. The Ashley mentioned my my mom is my twin flame, and her mom is her mm-hmm. her mom was hers, and I was like, what mm-hmm. is this? What? <laughs> but like, take mm-hmm. take that twin flame concept even a step further too, because mm-hmm. you can have multiple throughout your life. You know, they mm-hmm. come in in different right. seasons of your life, like. So just like Mia, like her son is not going to go anywhere, right? Like that is a partnership for the rest of their lives. But that also doesn't mean that she doesn't have other twin flames or he doesn't have other twin flames that'll come in and out when you meet them. And the relationship changes. Exactly. Like we're in the middle of shifting some shit right now. It's very uncomfortable for me to shift, but I'm working on it. But like (laughs) the except like the degree of like integration with your twin flame. is different i also just had a thing like i feel because twin flames are like are like guiding you or like helping Mm -hmm. you in a certain way yep and so i almost feel like it's like the presence of like i don't know it's like a like a a physical way for like another way to drop like breadcrumbs for you to follow yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like and because the energy between you and a twin flame is like something that mo- you can't really ignore. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I feel like, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like each, like in retrospect, this is very new perspective, but in retrospect, like each of my relationships taught me, my long-term significant other partnerships taught me like so much in that point in time. And so then is that just like this flow of energy that is like like your twin flame in terms of like, I don't know, like your higher self communicating with you through people almost? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I likely. Think, because so, remember too, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because we're all reflections of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So at that right. point, like there are certain aspects and certain pieces of ourselves that need to come through at specific times. You know, like my, my mom and my stepdad, like they're each other's twin flame. And like my stepdad, like basically brought my mom onto this path. And like, as they're going through different things, like that's just kind of like how they're, you know, moving through or whatever. But it's like spirit communicates through him when she's really stubborn and she doesn't notice or recognize that like spirits trying to talk to her, they'll go to him because his, you know, right. 
<laughs> advice for us. What have we been talking about lately? I said, I said, like, I'm like, the business is about to take off. I'm about to be making a lot of money and I'm about to be very busy. So this channel is about to close for business. So y'all might want to have your own conversation over there. Because it's like a full time job over here. You owe me a couple hundred K yourself for the lifetime channeling. Mm hmm. The mm -hmm. another like couple other like but that's part of the thing like oh. now you do it yourself you know <laughs> what I mean but that's also part of the aspect of like not everybody needs to be your everything either though no like you and shouldn't be you shouldn't be do you shouldn't be doing your work for free for me just because we're in a relationship right I mean I've yet to have her stop working for me but we're working on it <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> There. But Slowly. also, but also, like that—that that dynamic is how we like. It's always a reflection of because mm -hmm. we are reflections of each other. It's always something right. for me too. Right. Case in point: this morning, you came out here and wanted to fucking mix everything, and we had all this other stuff that like needed to be done. Mainly, there was no hot water for my tea, which is kind of a big issue. But we made it through. <laughs> and I got real—I was getting really agitated. Like I was making the fruit bowls in here and I was agitated because you weren't sitting on the podcast ready to go. And I myself was not ready to go. And so I was like, just like observing myself be an asshole mm -hmm. for like 20 minutes. And I was like, what is this about? You know, this is one and of the first I, times I did not come in and engage with you in that state of mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You, it was impressive. I know. It's probably because I screamed in your face four <laughs> times <laughs> occasions prior to that so it was fresh it was fresh in your mind to just leave me the fuck alone but then i realized i was like so why am i feel like why am i so mad like you know what i mean like i'm like legitimately annoyed right now i'm like and i have don't feel like that very much anymore and i was like because this is like part of this self-worth thing that I'm like working through. I think we all are just continually working through our entire existences. But right now it is I'm um, I'm circling back around again, so to speak. And like you like want to learn DJing stuff and you love learning DJing stuff. So you're like going to work really hard at it and you're going to do it. Even though you're normally like the crazy person who has to have everything done all the time. You're like willing to let go of your crazy for things that you're super fucking passionate about and like just be all in something for yourself. And I use other people around me as scapegoats for me not wanting to go fully in on shit for myself. So I'm like, well, now I have to do this and I've got laundry to do and I have to take care of this and Roman's here. So I can't do anything for myself and I'm never going to have a business. But that's I think that's really important, though, too, yeah, about, like, the aspect of, like, relationships, because if everybody is trying to find their one person to fulfill everything for them, what does that leave with you? You know, yeah. a lot of the conversations and fights that people have on reality television, dating shows and stuff like that, every single time, Erin and I look at each other and we're like, if you just work on yourself, bro, you'll probably be like you'll be fine. like <laughs> yeah literally i guarantee you go work on yourself and you'll be fine like that's <laughs> the, you know when when you stop looking to your person or to other people for, for like the being that fulfilling aspect mm -hmm. then it comes to you and just like you're saying Mia, then that turns into a 
okay, what am I doing? Like, what do I need to work on? What is it that I need Mm -hmm. to, you know, work on within myself or do better? Right. And like, I want to care about myself enough to like, believe in myself and just do something. Like I told you that I tell you that all the time about like spiritual stuff that you constantly think you're behind. And I constantly tell you that it's taken me years to have this like, you know what I mean? Like thought process and you go fast. Cause you have that ability. I tell you that too, by the mm-hmm. way. So everybody just make sure we're all telling each other that we're all, we're all, we're all bad. Yeah. It's all good. None of us that, are more than the other. We are all like, right. Mm-hmm. We just have our own differences, which is great. <laughs> if we were all the same, but that's you how boring that would be. Right. 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 And, but, <laughs> and that's where like the other aspect of like the relate, like the relationship comes in is like far as like community though, too, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. just take us for example, like we say all the time, Oh my God, could you imagine like what we could get done if we all lived like on a, our, on a compound together, like in our own houses with, with on whoever, <laughs> but like as a community, if you could actually <laughs> physically work together and do things like, right. Like, I you wouldn't even need the outside world. Cleaning your house all the time because that's what I like to do. I mean, <laughs> but exactly like how I literally, people, like, I literally just thought that today. I was like, we just need somebody to do these things. We need somebody to do these things because neither of us want to do them anymore. And the only way you can do that this day and age is be is make a lot of money to have people come over and clean your house for you and do this and do that and like, you know what I mean? Like that's a luxury. But if you just lived in a community of people who like all right, Alex, yeah, you come clean my house and this is what I do for you. Like it's, yeah. And raising children. And, there, and there's no money involved. Yeah. It's just, it's just yeah, simply like children. passion. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? right. like, like, like some ages, like some people are good at certain ages. Fucking middle mm-hmm. school, sign me up. 11 to 14. <laughs> Shit gets babies. so weird and I love it. Babies, man. And ev- babies, that's 90% where I of the, See, 90% of the adult population would rather die than interact with a middle schooler. And so if you could just send your middle schoolers to me and I could send the existential toddlers to you, I would have so much less frustration. In my- like, you know what I mean? Right. Everybody would be fucking happy. Yep. Yep. There's a reason why there's a saying that it takes a village to raise children. Mm-hmm. Because it's how it used to be done. Everybody yep. used to do that. Yeah. When we all mm-hmm. lived in little pods and we were in our communities, everybody had a certain trade or a certain job that they did. And then everybody else worked with each other to get the rest of it done. Mm-hmm. And think that about we're that. so separate now, that's <clears throat> insane. And then expect perfection out of everybody. Right. Like, are you kidding me? Right. And I think people have a hard time with sometimes, or like what I hear sometimes in response to my theories on things is like, well, none of this is new. We've always had trauma. Like you guys aren't the first idiots with trauma. But we don't have a community (laughs) which is different because if you all, if you and your mom don't vibe, because a lot of times, like, again, like people who are amazing parents it's just a personality difference between you and your, the child. And that miscommunication can totally be internalized in a bizarre and traumatic way for a child who doesn't know what the fuck they're interpreting because we don't teach anybody those skills. So it turns into this like lifelong baggage that you carry around until you're fucking 25 and realize that you've been dragging it around with you. And then you start to unpack it. When if you had like 15 aunts, one of them 
is going to get along with. One of them is going to be able to explain that what you need to have explained to you in the way that applies to you. Yeah. And so then you get rid of all this motherhood wounding and all this trauma around all of this stuff because it's just explained in your language and nobody has to feel bad for being who Mm -hmm. the fuck they are because now you're alone in your silo and you have two parents and if they don't speak whatever fucking language you speak as a kid then you just get traumatized because the worst things get between you and your kids the more you hide it from everybody else because Mm -hmm. we're all for some reason trying to be leave it to beaver even though we can clearly see that that is not actually how we live our lives that's like what we still feel the need to project you know what i mean yeah i i, I felt that and then way, like, all these aunts i was like oh so but true. it's so true because mm-hmm. there and 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 then people but and then it's hard like it's so ingrained that even though like i have these beliefs and i envision this future where this is like a reality i also like can like it sometimes it, like it's so ingrained in you like it feels insulting when your kid understands or has that connection with someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I've had that like, like jealousy and I know, and I've seen it in other people and how their kids connect with me. Mm-hmm. And I, and like, it's so you like, there's all of these nuances of all of it. And it's just like so deeply ingrained that like everything is supposed to be kept private. Like family stuff is like this secret. And then you're all just trauma bonded. <laughs> in secret <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> yeah and nobody even says it out loud mm-hmm. i mean talk about autoimmune <laughs> oh my goodness we don't have time for that no, we, we, do not. we don't have time for that conversation <laughs> no, we, we do not.